0: Welcome to Refocus, a podcast that helps you find your focus to build a thriving creative career in the music industry. I'm your host, Rosalind Dennett. Hello, and welcome to Refocus. During the pandemic, many artists turned to live streaming to connect with audiences. But through that, live streaming has evolved as a great way to promote your music and connect with fans. Today, Danielle Allard, an expert in live streaming performance and Twitch affiliate, is joining us to share her insights and top tips for shooting a live video at home. Welcome, Danielle. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Rosalind. Thank you for being here. So I'd like to start by getting a bit of a rundown of what gear and what somebody would need if they wanted to get a start in in live streaming from their home or
1: home studio? That is such an excellent question. And I think that that is kind of the hardest, scariest part because you feel like getting started, you have to have thousands of dollars worth of gear just to press go live for the first time. So the first thing that I do with all of my students actually is run an Instagram showcase for them because I think that already kind of practice performing while there is a chat interacting with you at the same time is a skill in and of itself. So my first stage is normally just practice that, take away all the technical barriers, take away all the scary, very expensive gear, and just go live with your phone with your built-in fan base on Instagram. It's a great way of practicing with the chat. It's a great way of getting your first live stream out of the way. But I know a lot of people who are listening are probably hoping to get involved in streaming in a space like Twitch. And what I want you to do is not feel like you have to have thousands of dollars of gear just to get started. When I would first started, my first Twitch stream was actually with a cell phone in a Pringles can. And while I don't recommend that, uh, it was one way of getting started. If I could go back what I would want to do is set up OBS. So that's open broadcast software. I would have wanted to do that and learned how that worked a little bit before I went live on Twitch, because no matter which platform you're on, you want to be able to create content that's expected within that space. So a lot of people want to be rewarded when they follow your channel with an alert that pops up. So there's a lot of really easy ways to do this. And that just starts with OBS. So download that. And it's really easy to even still use your cell phone as your camera through apps like DroidCam. That was something that I used when I got started. But you can also just use a very basic webcam. And that can be the camera that you're using to send out the audio. I started with a USB mixer. You can get a lot of really, really small ones throughout the internet and have them shipped straight to your home to get started. But I think a big upgrade for you later on down the road is having your audio like I do right now coming through a DAW. So I was able to change from a USB mixer to an audio interface. And then now I'm using Ableton to send audio out and use some extra audio effects and things like that. So don't feel like you have to have all of this already set up. I think you can have a really, really great start just downloading OBS, making sure you have something like stream elements for your alerts. And then having a camera and some kind of device to bring the audio into your computer and you're ready to get started.
0: You mentioned alerts for
1: your fans and your
0: audience. What are some ways that people can start to grow and build an audience
1: online? I think step one, especially if the goal is an audience for live streaming, is just go live. Once you have those basic building blocks in place, making sure your profile is complete so that they can find where your music is, they can find you on other platforms. That kind of works for you while you're busy doing the performing, right? If you've got all these links available on your profile, people can find that information really easily. The other thing that I really like about live streaming is you can get different kinds of chat bots. So while you can use a StreamElements chatbot that comes with the alert package and things like that, if you wanted to take a look at them, you can also use something like Nightbot, which is what I have as my chat bot, And that's something that you can even put things on timers and it'll pop up in the chat throughout your stream, maybe every 15, every 30 minutes. Hey, everyone, if you want to check out my socials, here are some links. So there's a lot of really great ways to automate some of that to help your stream build an audience on other platforms just while you're live. But while you're getting started, the best way to grow that audience is just to go live. Are there
0: ways that you can take that live stream and then reuse that material? Like, Are you recording the live stream and, and posting it after? Or are there
1: ways to like create more long-lasting content from a live piece? That's an amazing question. And I'm all for if you work very hard to create something, finding ways for that content to work for you across platforms. And while I say being live is a great way of growing your audience, It's also time, right? When I first did my stream, I was doing kind of a 45-minute set the way I would in an IRL show, but... The more I was accepting requests and the more I was allowing people to engage and change the stream to make it their own, uh, the longer the stream time was. So sometimes I'm live between three to five hours, and that's usually my typical stream time now. That's a huge time incentive. So how can I make that time work for me is kind of recording a lot of my content while I am live. So weekly on Sundays, I release a new song that's recorded while we're live. So everybody is excited. They're a part of that process. And I'm also able to kind of have the community collect clips in a space like Twitch. So they make kind of one minute segments of their favorite parts of streams, which is huge for me. And we can also kind of go back through the video on demand that we just created and highlight certain segments. So maybe it was something funny. Um, Sometimes it's tutorials uh, based on questions that people have asked me. And then we're able to post three of those a week on YouTube. So I use clips for Instagram and TikTok. And I use a lot of highlight content over in our YouTube channel. When it comes to uh, video on demand, so when you've actually created a stream, they do expire in a space like Twitch, and there's a lot of kind of rules around performing covers in that space you should be aware of as a musician, so maybe take a look at some of those. So what I do as a musician performing covers is I unlist the the video on demand, and I send it straight to YouTube, and I've got a playlist over there of over uh, 180, I believe, streams now, just of... All the streams that have happened kind of since spring, summer 2021. And I wish that I'd known about the easy export option on Twitch. So it's just kind of keep that in mind. Check out your video producer. Make sure you send those uh, videos so you don't lose them. You can kind of house them on YouTube forever. And what a lot of people typically tend to do with those as well is make them kind of a subscriber perk. If people subscribe to your Twitch channel, one thing they can get is access to all of your, all of your, what we call VODs in that space.
0: Uh, you mentioned taking requests live, which is, is something really neat that you can do to interact with people uh, in that live audience. What are some other ways that artists can interact with the live stream audience?
1: Well, most people in Twitch are kind of aiming for this thing called affiliate. And that's when you're able to monetize your channel. So you have to hit certain benchmarks. It's a couple of stream hours on a couple of days with three average viewers and 50 followers. So when people get started streaming, that's a great first goal to kind of look towards because when you hit that, you unlock a lot of kind of interactive options. At first, people can really just follow. If you put up a donation link, then they're able to donate, which is really, really kind of them. And they can engage with you in the chat. But when you those affiliate options, people can now subscribe to your channel, and that's usually $5 USD per subscriber. They can share an internal Twitch currency called Bits, so they can uh, donate to the channel in a new way. And they can also unlock channel points. So the longer you stay on a stream, the more channel points you unlock. And you as the creator decide what you want people to be able to do with those points. So when I'm live looping, I have a lot of channel points that are so people can add certain instruments to the loop. YouTube. <laughs> So you can decide how it is they're going to impact the stream. Sometimes we lock certain songs behind those. I mean, there's uh, the sky is the limit with what you can do with channel points. Uh, but people really do love that they can impact the stream using all of these different methods. And that happens when you become an affiliate.
0: Is there anything that somebody getting started can think about in terms of creating a, a space around them? I can see through our video, and, and for who are listening, you know, Danielle's calling in from her studio space, and it's it's beautiful. It's, it's funky, there's, there's stuff going on. You know, Is there anything that, that people can
1: can consider when, when setting up their home space? Well, we do have a learn squad in my community and we share tons of different kinds of skills. And we did have a really incredible session on lighting and optimizing your webcam for streams. So if you'd ever want to join our discord and check out that, uh, there's some resources there. But I think the most important thing is making sure you've got some good lights and for me, I am uh, somebody with a TBI, so it's really easy for me to um, get a lot of strain and fatigue from really bright lights. So I have soft boxes on them, and I really recommend that if you're going to be having stage lights just in your face for the entire <laughs> for the entire stream. It can be a lot for anybody with any kind of sensitivities. Soft boxes are so important. And I think colored lights are really powerful, and having a little bit of those fairy lights in the background, it just helps to make things look really cozy but a colored light really helps to kind of bring the eye towards that side and you just want to make sure you're you're super well lit one of the upgrades that we were just able to do in these last couple of months through the community support was make it so that the community can actually change my lights so you're seeing a lot of colored lights around the studio and people are changing that by following by um, cheering by donating by rating into the channel as well Um, So that was a really fun thing uh, to put together was just another way that they can interact and have an impact on the stream. And you can imagine the lights pretty much go crazy whenever I'm trying to record something because they all think it's very funny to change the lights all the time. (laughs) (laughs) What are some some quick
0: tips or maybe some just words of encouragement for somebody just kind of getting into this, you know,
1: and maybe feeling a little trepidatious? Oh, for sure. I think have fun. You have to not be too wrapped up in the numbers and things like that you have to be enjoying what you're doing because that's what's going to attract people to come and have fun with you if you are doing something that you would have been doing off stream already then that's great because then you're just getting stuff done that you were already going to be doing but you're leaving a door open for people to come meet you which is wonderful I know a lot of friends who are getting started and they don't have like an instant pickup of having an audience. So sometimes there's nothing happening in the chat and that can be a little bit disheartening for, for you. Use that opportunity to record. Now, all of a sudden, you've left a door open in case anybody wants to come in and and meet you. But you're able to create incredible amounts of content for other spaces. So it's actually such a blessing when you're able to just record in peace. We all kind of joke that um, this is not a music stream or this is not an art stream because we never get anything done with all of you being crazy all of the time and changing the lights and throwing stuff around and using your channel points. So that's the ongoing joke is sometimes I perform two songs an hour (laughs) It happens. It's okay. So use that opportunity to make stuff for other platforms. And just know that everything that you're doing is, is going towards the goal of you being able to do this as, as a living. So it's going to be slow at first and that's okay. And it's going to help you build and maintain uh, something that you might not be able to see in the moment when you're posting all these videos and you're doing all these streams and it doesn't feel like anything's working when that thing goes viral you will have all this content that people will be able to find. So that is what you're working towards. And it's okay if it takes time.
0: Thank you so much, Danielle, for taking the time to chat with us. Where can people find you online?
1: Oh, I'm always happy to help. And you can find me at my myname.com. And I'm on pretty much whatever social platform it is that you use regularly. If you ever want to kind of connect with me, uh, there's tons of ways through the website. uh, And I'm also offering coaching. So if people are feeling really overwhelmed by this, uh, I do have a shop. And there's tons of digital products in the shop. And uh, and that includes a coaching session as well.
0: Great. Thank you so much. And we'll we'll link to that in uh, in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us, Danielle. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Refocus. Please subscribe, rate, and review on the podcast app of your choice so you never miss an episode. For more information, you can visit us at folkmusicontario.org and follow us on social media at Folk Music Ontario. This refocused session is brought to you through the generous support of the Department of Canadian Heritage.